But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we'll use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! It's limited time! It's episode 48. The Are You Freaking Kidding Me episode of uh, of Lima Time Time. Special, the what? Yeah, special. What? Just a special episode that, and by special we mean we're actually doing this. Um, we're yeah, co- nothing, nothing to do with the game. This is just special that we are actually recording a, a show. Yeah, and uh, we're coming to you live from the uh, Shane Holt Memorial Studios. Yeah, yeah. Hey, James Mouton. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll say square building downtown. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, today was today was weird. Uh, anyway, before we get into all that, we have a couple things to note before we talk about Bravado Spice. Uh, you'll notice that Pat's back in the clink. He's back in the pokey. Uh, yeah, back in jail. I don't. Maybe maybe it won't come across that I'm in an echoey prison bathroom, but I am. So yeah, he. If it sounds like that, then that's what it's supposed to he sound like. Rioted too hard uh, following the Astros' epic win today, and uh, the police got him. So so he's he's in jail, and it's a shame. But um, no, we're we're doing things old school because we're tired of going to an awful lot of trouble for it not to sound any noticeably better uh, than what we would do if if we'd just done it like we used to. So this is a temporary fix, and, and by a fix means we're just ripping the Band-Aid off and letting it bleed, letting the wound bleed all over the place. But uh, we know the audio is not going to be as good this time around, but whatever, we, want, we just want to get something done and get it up on the... Uh, yeah, it has to be up tonight. Like it was a thing that I watching that game today. I was like, yeah, this has to go up tonight. Mm-hmm. So let's just if I have to just send in text messages and you can just give up screenshots. <laughs> I don't know how that even works technology-wise, but whatever it took to uh, get a show up that uh, I was committed to it, I'll which I'm the, normally not committed to at anything at all. So yeah. just know that's how important today is. I'll use the like the speech dictation thing and to just feed like your text messages into it and it can be like like Pat, yes, I think that this game was good. It was weird. It won't. It won't say any of my bad words for some reason. It just changes them. <laughs> this is a lot of ducking. Brought to you by Dragon Diction. All right. <laughs> All right. That so was an actual plug. I don't know. No, it is not brought to you by Dragon. Whatever text to speech, we do not support them. That's it. No, okay. No. No. Gotta help. Gotta help us if we, we did. We are sponsored by Bravado Spice, though. Mm-hmm. And they still somehow, even though we just don't do shows, they're like, "Yeah, we support you 100." percent And I'm like, "We support you 60 to 70 percent, maybe." <laughs> but I feel like what we deliver them, like it balances it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we are spreading it to the the masses upon masses of of Vastros fans that do listen to this show. I mean, it's ridiculous how giant we are. Yeah, it really is. It's almost uh, it's huge. It's almost overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't if you haven't tried the new Crimson Reserve sauce yet, then you're dumb, and that's just it is what it is. So don't be dumb and try it. Right. And if you happen to uh, come across any of the other uh, of their four main flavors, also try those. Look, the hot sauce is good. 
they're getting on all these web shows and all these reviews. I just saw uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson tasted it. Andy Cohen, all these just celebrities are eating bravado. What? So pretty soon they're getting they're going to be too big for us. Yeah. So which means they'll have to pay us a lot of money. That's right. So that's pretty much what it comes down to. Or so bravado just... spice, we love them. You should love them. They have sponsored us from day one, and although they have done nothing to get us where we are, we we believe in them like they believe in us. <laughs> We're on the ground floor. Like I expect to have to basically, the, our sacks of money are gonna are gonna come in like twenty percent stake. In like I'm I'm gonna be on the board if we're being honest. Like yeah, I'm no, not that's I'm not a hot sauce guy per se, but like I'll sit on the board and make some you know branding and marketing decisions. Yeah, it's the yeah. least. So so that's that's where I'll I'll have a a stake and we'll take that company a public at some point. Yeah, that's where we'll get our sacks of money. Um, today, what what happened? Hell? I wasn't out. I was sleeping all day. I was actually I saw the the Astros were up two nothing and then I I actually took like I, I'm basically allowed to take two naps all year and I took I took one of those naps today and I Memorial up, Day? How disrespectful are you? <laughs> I did it for the never mind. Um <laughs> the and then I, they were down seven two and I was like, well, I got out of hand. I guess I'll just go on not, not I didn't I didn't turn the game off. Um I wasn't at home but I had the game on on my phone. I was listening to it and it just it just got more insane and more insane. Do you want to talk about and listening to it on the radio is way more stressful than watching it on TV or on your computer or however stream it on your phone. However, people watch it. Like I, I think the radio makes it way more stressful because every batted ball is a seven hundred foot home run and every play at the plate is extremely close. Like what? Walk me through your experience of today's game. Well, you know what's weird is that. After what they did to Baltimore over the weekend, I honestly did not care. That was like, ah, they got us. It's a day game. They had to travel after. It's a holiday. You know, it's like, ah, we're going to lose every once in a while. It's Irvin Santana on the mound. Yeah. I did not care that they popped us for that seven-run inning. Like, I didn't like it. But no, no, I wasn't yeah. bothered. I was like, we are good. I guess, and it was, I guess it was the glow from the weekend sweep of the Orioles. I was like, all right, they got us. Okay, I'm just gonna. Uh, we'll just see what happens. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't. Um, yeah, it was just what it was. That was a really annoying inning. The ghost of Mike Fires got us again. <laughs> Rattling. So yeah, I was. I was. I was finally heavily tweeting during the game. I usually don't do that. Um. So I had a bunch of ghost of Mike Fires tweets going out They're saying that funny. he uh, even when if he misses a start that he will affect anyone who touches that mound. <laughs> They were very. I laughed audibly. I laughed out loud. They're really stupid, but that's the truth. And then he gets to pitch tomorrow. It's like, what kind of evil spirit are you? Yeah, yeah. You haunt, and then you return back in the flesh. <laughs> like, okay, goes zombie. Let's just calm down. Exactly. But you know, tomorrow he's gonna like be lights out somehow. It's possible. It's he's due for it. I, I keep saying it, but he's due to just. I'm not saying he's gonna change his season. But Fires is going to come out and just pitch seven shutout innings. I, I I did want to talk about Mike Fires, but I didn't I didn't necessarily want to do it this early in the show. No, but, we don't we don't need to fuck Mike Fires. Let's move on. No, the no, ghost, no. I, he, I, haunted, before, he haunted us, and I I'd like to just before we move on to better things, we, I'd like to 
uh, congratulate Jankowski on that beautiful win. Like that's just some <laughs> great pitching. That's I mean that's a win he'll take with him for the forget rest about of his life. Peacock. Forget about Peacock. Let's just talk about the real hero, and that's Jankowski. <laughs> he he had some bad luck in his last in in his debut, his actual like major league debut. Um, just the you know the one the line drive down the line, and then he gave up the home run. Uh, that was kind of it wasn't a cheap home run, but it, it wasn't an impressive home run. Today today was not as kind. No, he got he got rocked a little bit. Yeah, um, Peacock, Peacock looks good. Yeah, he had that some bad luck in the uh, inning where they overtook us, but uh, overall, Peacock looks pretty solid. I, I'm sure there's some adjustments that uh, you know that have to be made coming from being a relief pitcher and to being a full time starting pitcher and adjusting to the bigs again and all that. I know he's been around, but there still has to be some adjustments. So we can't just expect him to be lights out every second. No, I mean it's still Brad Peacock. I mean, no matter what the success you've had in a in sort of a limited bullpen role, like if you, it's still it's still Brad Peacock. It's I still mean, Brad Peacock, exactly. So so whatever. But but I I do before we go back to how awesome today's game was and how how unbelievable. And I want to I want to bring up the question: Was today the greatest game in franchise history? And I say that with all honesty. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to tackle that as well. Um. Do you think that we'll see a different Mike Fires because, like, he knows he is uh, a back muscle from Charlie Morton away from getting demo- like not demo- demoted to the bullpen? Like, do you think like he's like, oh crap, these dudes are serious. Like, I'm going to lose my job if I don't get my crap figured out. Or do you think that's sort of been in the back of his mind? I guess what I'm asking is, does Mike Fires know like there's not a whole lot of available help to come take my? It's not like the Fra- Frankie Tuesday is has a 0.4 ERA down at Fresno with, you know, a 25 to 1 strikeout to walk ratio. Like, do you think that that was the the 12 hours that Mike Fires was actually out of the rotation? Do you think that was sort of a wake-up call for him? That I guess that all depends on his actual uh competitive nature. Um he could either be like use that as a sign of complacency and be like, "All right, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm back in the rotation." I can relax and pitch or, you know, the other side of it is that, holy shit, I'm almost out of the big leagues. I need <laughs> as a starting pitcher, I better do something about this. And, and, and he possibly could have been thinking that for the last three starts and he's been pressing. I mean, that's, that's just as likely as him not caring. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, he better, he better realize that it's pretty crucial and that every quality start, helps his uh, cause just a little bit because he's here for now. I mean, there's five spots yeah. and uh, yeah, I, I think every quality start from him would, would help us case some, but it hadn't been very good. And by very good, I mean, it's been really, 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 really bad. Do you think that other teams are once once Charlie Morton hit the DL and he's going to be gone for, I mean, it's Astro speak, you know, Hinge came out and said multiple starts uh, I've, I've heard a hundred days is what that entry is is usually out for uh, for pitchers. That's that's what I saw too. It, Morton seemed to say like uh, you know I kind of tweaked it like it was more he pulled himself. It's more precautionary. Like he didn't know it was as serious as it was. He was like oh yeah it just it felt weird and they checked it out and all uh, it turns out it's pretty bad. He he was very nonchalant about it. So I don't know if that's a good thing or if he's just. An idiot. <laughs> no, no, know. that's and this is this is going to be a tear. My my wife had to have emergency surgery uh, one time, and I and I'm like I had it, I don't want to go into the details, but but it was it was bad. Like I, I I called like 
the, the way that I described it much, much later was that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ placed a veil of ignorance over my eyes. Cause like she gets wheeled back into the ER for like emergency surgery. And like I went and I asked, I was like, how long is this going to take? And they're like, ah, oh, it's going to be a couple hours. I was like, okay. So I went home and like walked my dogs and like got some Chinese food and came back. And we had friends that, that, you know, I'd texted and I was like, Hey, this is what's going on. And they came up and I was like sitting there eating an egg roll. And like, I heard one, my one friend Lucas say to like, to his wife is like, he has no idea. And that's when I kind of realized like, uh, maybe this is really bad. like, I don't know if that's a terrible comparison, but like if Charlie Morton's like, ah, I just feel weird. I'll be back on Tuesday. And everyone's like, you're going to be gone until like, August at the minimum, you know, and your shoulder is completely torn up. It's (laughs) not, this is, it may not feel the worst right now, but, uh, yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be something to where sometimes you don't feel when you have structural damage or there's adrenaline or I don't even know what it is, but hearing him talk about it, he was just like, yeah, there was some discomfort there. And, uh, I was like, "Ah, I guess I'll get it checked out. Oh, turns out it's pretty severe. Yeah. (laughs) And then the more I keep reading about it, it's like, oh, that's he's going to be shelved pretty much until the uh, the home stretch is what it's looking like. Yeah, he's going to be like a September call up. I mean, because he's you think if you're gonna if you're down a hundred days, all right, that's three months. It's June this week, so that means June, July, August. You know, ideally, plus you got your rehab starts, all that fun stuff. Ideally, mid August. If, if well, you don't get rehab starts because minor league baseball's done. Yeah, ideally, you know, it's maybe a little bit short. So mid August, he goes and helps out the hooks. You know, push for the Texas League playoffs or whatever. Yeah, baby. And then yeah, I, yeah, and he, yeah, it sucks because he was he was starting to come together. He's hitting a hundred. You know, he's throwing hard. He's yeah. So our not other really, not really hitting a hundred, but he's up there. No, he's hitting ninety eight, ninety nine. I mean, stuff that yeah. you didn't see from Charlie Morton like ever. But do you think other? Do you think like the White Sox that they're already on the phone to loot like to uh, the the White Sox, the Rays? You know, name a team with a starting with an expendable starting pitcher, or a team that's obviously excuse me rebuilding. Are they already blowing up Jeff Luno's phone? I, I think they have to be, and and unfortunately for us. This now puts us in a situation to where we may be in the position to where we have to give up a little bit more than we would have normally had Morton not gone down. Yeah. Because we were going after that pitcher no matter what. Yeah. We were going after a Cole. We were going after a number number three, number two type guy, 100%. Mm -hmm. So now that kind of throws the leverage back in that direction. That's kind of why I hope that that Peacock and and good old Mike Fires can – can start to uh, give us, and 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 I'll, I'll even throw Musgrove in that too. Give us solid, productive starts to where we aren't forced to make a move, even though I think everybody wants us to do something. Yeah, I think previously, before the Morton injury, like Luno could say, like, "Hey, we're we're the best team in baseball." And, and I know we have two question marks at the back of our rotation, but you look at Keichel, McCullers, and Morton, and everything's – it's okay. And in a series, you can recycle Keichel back. So, I mean, it's – Yeah, and, and it's now – It's not as dire, especially with the offense that we have. So, I mean, and I, I still think he can use that. At least that's what I would come back with. It may not be realistic or honest, but – But but I think other GMs like would be like – today, today is, is a message that says – it doesn't matter who's on the hill at any point in time. We can beat you. Yeah, no, that's exactly, and that's a that's a good segue to 
to getting back to sort of the the craziness of today, like the the Astros, and just to and I know this was tweeted and I retweeted it, but and it'll be in the hot links in the morning. But like the Astros have only scored they scored eleven runs in the eighth inning. Like the win expectancy was was point was zero point eight percent. If you're down six runs in the eighth inning, you, the, the team that's down wins that game. So it's the it's the it's your legal. Uh drinking limit yeah exactly. <laughs> i think it's point it's point eight not point oh eight i thought it's point oh eight point, eh, it could be i don't know um, i don't who cares it's around there it's a joke shut the fuck up everybody <laughs> the uh the, the astros scored 11 runs in an inning for the first time since 1994 which i just looked this up they did that against the cardinals uh which is fun idiots and then, but the the team record is twelve runs in an inning. They did that against the Phillies in nineteen seventy five, and and which is which is awesome. And and here's why here's why I'm going to make the case that this is the maybe it's not the greatest win in franchise history because I know that there are the eighteen inning Chris Burke game, uh, the. There are other games. That's, that's what comes to mind off the top of my head. But the the game. Six of the 05 NLCS that sent the Astros to the World Series. Like I, I understand there are games from 1994 that were fantastic. Uh, Mike Scott's no hitter to clinch the division. The clinch, yeah. I mean, okay. I understand that those are those are great, but they're also great for a very specific reason. Like you clinched the division, you advance to the next round of the playoffs for the first time in franchise history. Yeah, they, they were critical games that were won. This one was like, this game was for the new Astros culture. This one was for us. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about it. Like, I, watching that inning, what they did, not only was it just, I mean, it's miraculous on all accounts for anybody that watches baseball. Anybody who saw that's like, damn, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But it just solidified this team on the map that the two thousand the two thousand seventeen Houston Astros are a force to be reckoned with and, and they're our team and we finally have something to be happy about. So I mean it's for I think it's for for our generation, for us. Yeah. No, I, I, and, I, I and, and and yeah. So the, those I, all those the eighty team the eighty Six teams, all that stuff is fantastic. The Chris Burke game, I was there. It's wonderful. This was just something different. It was something that was unprecedented that we haven't seen before. I, I, I can't explain it. Just watching that inning was one of the greatest experiences of baseball watching that I've that I've ever had. And we need to get into Springer turning into like a red ass about the five, the eight minute rain delay, which we'll get into that in a second. But but I'm I'm one hundred percent on board because like it's and, and for as much as I hate the Rangers fans or, you know, even some Astros fans they are like, don't get so excited. It's still only May, you know, today's Memorial day. There's, there is an awful lot of baseball to be played and that's true. Uh, but as we said, you know, I remember our, our, our episodes last year where, you know, it, it was sort of like, it's early, but it's getting later. Um, you know, that, that it's, it was a game where, you know, it's a day game after you know you you've had a, you've you've flown to Minnesota after sweeping the Orioles. The Twins are in first place. Uh, yeah, they the Twins had a 15 inning game yesterday, and you kind of figured that the the later it got, the more interesting it could get. But no one would have I wouldn't have said 
a single solitary thing had the Astros gone on to lose that game. No, no, eight, n- not four. even close. And that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I was completely content. Like, I wasn't happy about it. I was like, oh, that's a shitty inning. I can't believe we gave up a seven spot. That sucks. Yeah. But, oh, well, we are dominating. Like, well, look what we're doing. I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. It's got, We're going to lose baseball games. And it was... Like, usually you have that weird Astros panic, like, oh, it's the end of the world, every little loss. But I just after this weekend and what we've been doing and how we put the division lead back up to 10, I everything was fine. It would have been perfectly okay to lose to Santana and the first-place Twins today. Yeah, would I, have been I, fine. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have been critical. I wouldn't have called Hinch an idiot. Um, you know, Jankowski didn't Oh, pitch. like some of Twitter? Like most we need to we need to just find make a Schindler's list, and I did not mean to say that. I'm gonna move on from that. A different list from a base from a, a baseball list. Nothing to do with the Holocaust. More baseball, less Holocaust. Just a, a baseball list. Far less Holocaust. Just let's just not even less Holocaust. Just no Holocaust. None. All, just baseball, and find out who who's really tweeting fire hench. Yeah, I wanted to like who are these people. I don't. Uh, the, I saw McTaggart tweet out, and he got attacked from this for being pompous about it. But he said he was calling. He said that it looked like a bunch of bandwagon fans that are that are normally football fans. I'm gonna pull it up because it's it was not, too good. And I'm I, I've I'm, well, it was dead on, and people were like, "Yeah, it was a little, it was a little arrogant." And and I, but I I agree with it that these people come in and you don't call for baseball managers' heads on a move-to-move basis when you're the best team in baseball and you're just absolutely dominating it. I mean, it's it's so asinine that I, I I'm actually don't even want to be talking about it. Yeah. No, it's it, it's true. Let me I'm, – I'm scrolling through. Uh, oh, this is terrible radio. Um, well, it's not radio, so luckily go on. That's a good point. Um, no, no, keep finding it. No, it, it, I – yeah, I saw a few just annoying responses to that tweet, and uh, but I, I loved it. I thought it was dead on because this team is good, and we are getting people hopping on that normally aren't watching day baseball on Memorial Day, that they're not even paying attention to the Astros until after the All-Star break, if even then, and they're just casual watchers. And you know... I've noticed that a lot of those casual fans, they seem to have very strong opinions about the team once they do dial in. It's like you don't get to just pop in in June and July and then all of a sudden have a uh, a strong opinion when other people have been watching every single game. Yeah, and then once training camp starts, you go back to worrying about J.J. Watt's bowel movements and whatnot. Okay, so here's the tweet. Uh, McTaggart... um, Let's see. Uh, I'm looking to see if there is. So, Twins take a 3-2 lead. Peacock leaves with a runner on base. Jankowski comes in. Uh, Our old friend Bob Grossman has an RBI double. He later hit a very big home run. 7-2 Twins in the fifth. Um, Bullpen's taxed. So, okay, so five hours ago, which doesn't mean anything to anyone listening to this, uh, I'm guessing there are lots of new slash bandwagon Astros fans from the NFL-dominated culture who want coaches and managers fired at the drop of a hat. Boom. That's a that's a sonic boom. Idiots. I just don't – I mean, the, the problem is, and here's what's – the problem with being on Twitter and the problem with uh, trying to add 
uh, add something to the conversation. And I, I'm guilty of this even I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not even going to qualify that. I'm guilty of this sometimes too, where I want to add to the discussion like every single day because no, but but that's different than, than hot take Hank who wants to come in here and just, (laughs) just overreacts to every single thing. Um, because everything isn't dire. Everything doesn't have to have these giant ramifications and AJ Hinch is not a. I consider AJ Hinch a, a, a good manager. Do I agree with everything he does? No. Have I agreed with every manager that's ever coached? No. I don't agree with everything my wife does. Why would I expect? No, that of a I don't agree with manager? my choices. <laughs> so no, point. of course he's going to do some things that like nap wouldn't bring in sip there. Oh no, this is not going to be good. We've been there before, but. But, he is managing a big picture thing. He is running a small business, and we just all need to shut the fuck up and let him do his job. <laughs> I, you know, and I think I keep going back to the AJ Hinch has has so much more information than we have. Like, like if Ken Giles was like, if if they if he called down, or let's say it's Davinsky, let's say he wants to get Davinsky up instead of Jankowski, and they call down there, and Davinsky's like. He's got stomach. He ate something weird on the plane, or he got too excited and got loose and drank. I don't know a bunch of Molson Canadian, you know, earlier in the day for whatever reason. But but I mean, we don't know. Like, does you know, Davinsky's like my shoulder really hurts. I can't. I I or it doesn't hurt. I'm I'm sore. Like I can't find my change up or something like that. So you go with Jankowski and there, there's just so much more information available to like Giles is hungover or which. Well, I yeah. The, you know what? And, and that's funny that you say that because the human element of a baseball team is not addressed a lot. Right. Like, like even today that he was unavailable for comment after the game because of sickness. Mm-hmm. Like how many times are you just like, you just, you got a you get a migraine, you get a headache. Yeah. Or your foot feels weird, and it's like I don't know, Skip, man. I'm not, I'm not feeling 100. percent Like I'm ready to go if you need me, but uh, you know, I don't feel so hot. All right, that's all right. We'll get sip up, and and, yeah. and that's just that. And he comes in, and everybody's like, "Well, why isn't Devo in? Why isn't this and that?" And it's just like, I mean, because because I, I was talking, with, well, I was talking with my friends yesterday or two days ago about this, and we were talking about like. The, the grind of the baseball season is unlike any other sport, any other workplace. Yeah. There, there, there's no days off, and, and if there are, it's one here and there every other week. It's a Thursday off, and maybe you get a Monday off here, or what, whatever it is, um, or a Wednesday off. And you're at the ballpark at, you know, early afternoon up until 11 o'clock at night every day, and then you're traveling. And, yeah, you're traveling nice. You're staying in nice hotels. But can you even imagine doing that? No, and I, I've said this before. Like, you know, there was, there was the, when they left after Sunday night baseball. After they took three or four from the Yankees, you know, they they immediately flew to Miami and got into Miami at like five o'clock the next morning. Like, if that happens to me, I, I'm done for the like two days. Yeah, I I take really weird dumps and uh, my stomach's yeah. all messed up and I don't feel right for yeah two or th- two or three days. And I'm 37, but. And not in peak physical condition, but but still, I mean, you're asking a whole lot of of normal people, and that yeah, they're they're in and far they better shape. Be, than they we have are. to be athletes, but then they also have to work. They have to watch film. They have to read percentages, and 
scouting reports, yeah, and, and stuff. You know, you know what pitchers are doing, what their tendencies are. So they're having to study. So they they not they're they're working, and they have to be athletes, and then they have to go play the game. And then by the time they're showered and done, it's late at night. And I mean, they got to go to sleep and go do it all over again. And, so uh, and like, I think that that needs to be respected a little bit more than it is. Just because they make a lot of money doesn't mean that they don't bust their ass. Right. And I mean, yeah, it's a game, but but not to them because like they're well, not to us. Not to us. Exactly. Um, but for them. You know, the, Carlos Correa knows, like, the more production he gets now, he can set up his family for four or five generations. You know, the, there's a there's pressure. They're not it's they're not going out and playing tetherball for a couple of hours in front of, like, six people, and and they get rewarded. You know, maybe they get a five or something, you know, five bucks, ten bucks for winning some tetherball game or four square hopscotch or what the hell ever. But, I mean, they're, they're playing in front of 25,000, 30,000 people, and however many more idiots on Twitter, including me, that me. that are that are sort of analyzing everything, and it's it's not it's it's not a game. I mean, it's a it's a it is a job that is far more stressful than unless you're like an open heart surgeon or you control the country's nuclear arsenal. Like it's it's more stressful than what most people go through. And yeah, it's just normal life every day. Like imagine just that pressure. Of you playing one game or one at bat in front of all those people, like I would have a panic attack and literally like melt into the batter's box <laughs> and just like dissipate. Yeah, and they just have to do that every night, and it just becomes regular routine. And of course, you adjust, and it becomes less and less pressure. But it's not; it doesn't get any easier. No, I don't. I don't think Carlos Beltran, who's been around, he played with Jackie Robinson. Um, Beltron's not, he's not taking it easy after games. I mean, he's not like drinking eight beers and, and eating a hot dog or whatever. Like he's getting ready for the next game and he's been doing it for 20 years, 20 years. And it's not like, you know, like, like I, every, I think everyone knows I'm a teacher and as of, well, Saturday is graduation. So as of like next Saturday evening, like I'm going to take a little bit of time and just kind of chill out. And and you do that a little bit towards the end of, you know, if you don't make the playoffs or you get bounced out of the playoffs, you might take a couple weeks off to just kind of let your body recover. But then, by God, you're back in the gym three, four hours a day and you're building up arm strength and you're watching film and you're making the adjustments that you need to get ready to do it all over again for another eight months. It's crazy. Yeah. So today was the greatest game in in franchise history because it because they they rose to an occasion where they didn't no one would have faulted them for not rising to that occasion. Yeah, I, I think the the fact that it was a normal game and the odds were so stacked against them and that there was no need for it. It was weird. We had the rally tarp. Yeah, we had George Springer upset and they're killing a little momentum, and then all of a sudden, I mean, that was just that inning. And then they they tacked on three more in the ninth. <laughs> yeah, they weren't done. It's crazy. I mean that was just and I mean over a stretch of a game that's an obliteration of a team. But they did it in a matter of an hour and a half. And, and I'll I'll say that and, and not to put too much emphasis on on one game or on one team or attach too much importance to to how someone does their job. But I mean I sort of I've been kind of thinking about this that. I don't know what's the the old saying is is like you know you can you can tell more about someone's character by how they treat 
someone that's not important or how do they act when no one's watching and of course everyone was watching but but they didn't they didn't have this wasn't a must win game like this isn't and even you know it, it's not a, a July game against the Rangers it's not a September game against the Rangers it's a it's Memorial Day against the Twins on the road on a day game they they a rainy day game, just a, just bad weather. It's cool. It's cool. They're in a they're probably uncomfortable compared to what they're used to. Yeah, all these things that that would make a normal team during a grind just be like, whatever. We'll get them tomorrow. And to see no George, you see how, do you see how excited they were when George Springer scored that run? Yes. and that dugout and and that and it did not let up every run they scored. They got more excited, like. They knew how special it was, and they were thriving on that. And that's why this team is special to us, because they they care. They want to do this. Apparently, they wanted to do it more than like any of us did. Because I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I was like, I woke up from my nap, and I was like, oh, it's 7-2. All right, I'm going to – I'll go read a book with my daughter, or I'll do something. I'll do something else for a little while, and I'll check back in. And then it got serious, and – Ah, it's it's just it's a performance that I mean I, I don't remember that July game against the Cardinals from 1994 where they scored 11 runs and won 15 to 12. I, I don't, but I will remember. I will remember this game. I'm going to go ahead and say I'll remember this game for as long as I live. I, I I agree with that completely. I mean, I was I was laughing at some point just like i i it was one of those things where you're just like i can't believe i'm watching this and normally i have those moments watching other sports watching you know uh like kobe's final game where he just kept hitting on i know he was shooting the whole game where he was dropping 50 on him just stuff where you're just like i can't believe i'm watching this this is awesome and for once it was my team that was doing it i'm just like i i it was unbelievable you know i mean uh, I, we've talked briefly about this in the past, but I'm I'm a Predators fan, and to say I'm a hockey fan is being generous because I've I, I mean I pay attention a little bit, but the Predators are playing in Game One. Yeah, the congrats standard. to that to the Preds. Man. But I'm I haven't given that game a single thought today, and while the game is on right now, I'm talking about this Memorial Day game against the Twins, and that's all I can think about. So yeah, but no, so I I I. I to circle back to what you're saying, greatest game in franchise history, I think it is the – to me, it, I'm 100% with you. I think it is the greatest game in this new era, modern-day Astros baseball history. Yeah. Like this this game solidified what we all thought about this team. Like they've been doing this all year. But to do it in this fashion, this comeback and score late runs – like they prove, like they really can win any game at any moment, and they're never out of it. <laughs> and it's not. And that's got to strike fear into every single team in Major League Baseball. Everybody who watched that scoreline, they're like, "Holy shit, these guys do not play." Yeah, they're not. They're not gonna give you. They're not gonna give you a game. Like, it, and there, and it wasn't luck, and it wasn't just like, oh, they all dialed in. They were the the bat, the at bats they were having. They yeah. were getting good at bats. They were getting walks. They were hit by pitch, which I almost cried when Altuve got hit. There were, you know, bloopers that fell in, and there were home runs. You know, Marwin hits yeah. one off the wall. Then there's home runs. Then there's they did it every single way possible. Um, yeah, it was just an all around perfect rally, and I've never seen anything like it. 
And the twin, like to be a Twins fan at that game, I that's got to have some poo holes hurt into it. Like they have to, like they will never forget that game. The people that were sitting there watching that. I think that's I think that's right. I mean, it doesn't have the and again, the, we're we're saying it was an important game because it, it it didn't feel terribly important at the time, you know. And, and against the that ALDS game against the game four against the Royals, like obviously it's a playoff game. It's a it's a best of five. You don't want to have that happen. And Pujols, you know, it's the NLCS, you know, obviously. But I wonder how many Twins fans are like. I, I wonder, I, and I, I know a couple of Twins fans, but I wonder if they're like, ah, oh, you know, it's Memorial Day. We had a 15 inning game yesterday. Are they explaining it away? Or no, no. If if you're a smart, if you're a smart fan, and you're there, like if you're, if you and I were sitting there and we're Twins fans, you and I both know how ridiculous what happened was, mm-hmm. and we'd be, and we'd probably be talking about it years later. Like, yeah, I was at that Astros game where they just. <laughs> We're up eight. We're at eight two in the eighth, and in a blink of an eye, we're somehow down thirteen to eight, and then <laughs> in sixteen to eight. Like I, I think that the educated fan and the fan who you know knows the history of baseball and knows that how improbable that inning is, mm-hmm. um, you've got to not only tip your cap to the Astros, but just be like, damn, that that was that was history we just watched. Yeah, it really is. Um... And that was the first place twins, by the way. First place, so it, and I think I think most people I don't think we want, but we kind of want them to win, don't we? Don't we want them to just win that division? It'd be fine if we didn't see the Indians again. Yeah, let's just eliminate them from all contention, and we don't have to worry about the AC, ALCS. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, the, we haven't recorded, and, and this I tweeted this yesterday. Um, you know, after the weekend series where they, the, I mean, let <laughs> the Astros just came off a ten game homestand. And a quarter of we're fifty what fifty two games into the season, yeah fifty. So we're I mean Wednesday is a third of the way through the season. Which that's, this is a, this is a solid sample. So this is not, so for anybody who's like oh anybody can get hot. Oh the Rangers fans that are like oh it's early on. This is this is a solid number and a trend. No yeah you if can, you're, I mean you can if take this to the bank. If you're running a marathon, you're eight and a half miles into it. I mean, that's significant. It's not you started off and your first 500 yards were were pretty fast. Like it's not. That's not. Uh, you're worth almost a third of the way through the season, and the Astros lost a quarter of the games that they've lost all season on that 10 game homestand. They have 16 that's losses. They went six and four on that home. Like they. And, and yeah. three of those games were against the Indians, and and that's, and that's still a winning homestand. It's still a winning homestand, and you know, do I like that the Astros got swept by the Indians? No, but if, if, do you think there's an element with the Astros that that was a little bit of a wake up call? They were like, oh, okay, we're we're pretty good, but we still not that they not that they were okay with losing any of those games, but. Like when you when you face the Indians, and everyone knows the Indians are good. And you get swept at home. Is that a little bit of a wake up call? Where you're like, oh crap, we got to step it up a little bit here. You know, even no, I think they, just, I think they just got us. I mean, they just got us that that series. Um, yeah, they lost wanna, in a bunch may, of different. They want to make it into this thing, like, oh, don't let it be another Rangers. They're in our heads. They're not in our heads. That's a good baseball team that won three games in a row, and it, the bats went dead, and that was unfortunate. But well, when, I, I, yeah, I'm just not. I, I guess after 
after that series and what they did to Baltimore and what's happened today after the way they've been playing, I'm not, I'm just not worried about it. No, I mean, it's like, they just got us. That's going to happen. Tampa Bay could come in here and sweep us. Like it, it can happen at any point. We could lose seven in a row. It, it's going to happen. So I, I don't want to buy in too much into like, Oh no, the Indians own us. Yeah. They, they've played well against us this year, but, uh, yeah. I'm not scared of the Cleveland Indians, regardless of what they've done to us so far in the regular season. Are you? I like, I, I, I know, I recognize and I respect them. I recognize that they can beat us and that I necessarily, I don't necessarily want to play them. But I'm not scared. I'm not like, oh, no, we have no chance against the Cleveland Indians. I would put up this team against anybody in Major League Baseball at any point. I, I, yeah, and I guess, the, 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 of course, the, the crapshoot is... You know, all right. Let's say something. Let's say something weird happens where the Twins hold on and the the Indians get a wild card spot. You know, yeah. the, the Indians won three games against the Astros in a row. Well, that's really all it takes in a five game series. So, I mean, they, they, but teams that's go. That's not a, yeah. That's not ideal. Teams no, go mean, through. That, yeah. Teams go through three game losing streaks and uh, more than that. So it's all it's a it's it's a crap. Now, if the Astros win 104 games and lose in the second round of the playoffs, was this season a failure? It's 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 kind of a yes and no type thing. Yeah. Because you and I both know that the Major League Baseball playoffs, like you said, is a hundred percent a crapshoot. And it's and it's not a crapshoot in the sense that anything can happen, but also yes, anything can happen. Yeah. Your bats can go dead for three games. Uh Kevin Brown can pitch seven games in a row and beat you. <laughs> Ryan Klesko can hit home runs. I mean I'm just like Jim Jim Layritz can turn into Babe Ruth for Jim, a weekend. Yes. Jeff Blum hits fucking home runs. Scott Pesednik hits his first home run ever. Ever in history of his life. <laughs> um, stuff happens, and, and, that's, and that's kind of the beauty of baseball. So I, I wouldn't call it a failure in the sense of, like, the team failed. But, yeah, if you win 104 games and you're seemingly World Series bound and you just – flame out in the playoffs for whatever reason that that's a failure in a sense of that we're let down but i don't think it's a failure in a sense of the team failed the the process didn't work yeah no like, I, yeah like uh, every team but one loses every year so i mean I, I i i think that it's hard to label that a failure it's not like the NFL where it's like, Oh, if, if they don't go to the conference championship this year, then it's a hundred percent a failure. It's, it's, it's different. Yeah. I don't know. No, I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent confident in our guys. I'm going to do something I've never done before on this show. Uh, and I'm going to take a, a restroom break. So I'll, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to stop recording, go to the bathroom and I, I will be right back. You, you won't right. even, you won't even, you won't even notice. It's fine. Cool, man. Nah, IPA makes me like I want. I want to fight. It just makes me want to fight. Like I'll fight. Yeah, if yeah, I I don't. Oh, you like hops? You like <laughs> hops? Give me a triple IPA. Give me extra hops. Pour in more hops. Like no, like that is the worst. Like, do I want heartburn? No, I do not. No, it'll give me a headache and I'll piss the bed. I'm already. I'm already getting it. Like I'm already getting heartburn from drinking any beer. But your fucking <laughs> stupid IPA hops, like. <laughs> Go back to India, you dumbass pale ale. That's right. Get the hell out of here. 
Oh, we're back. Uh, drink the Sierra Nevada. No, I will not. No. Oh, it's it's very local. It's cool. It's a brand new IPA. No, it's not. It sucks. Get out of here. <laughs> it tastes like liquid helium. That's what like I will drink hot Guinness all day long. Yeah. Over your bullshit ass IPA. We're back. So, uh, so yeah, we're back. We're back to episode forty-eight. Thank you for letting me go to the bathroom. I've I have finished episodes standing up and like pinching the head of my penis so I didn't piss all over myself and I I couldn't I because I, I feel I, like we're I gonna go a little did bit. not know that and I'm not a, I really did not need to know that no, that's fine. either whatever uh, but but I, I I feel like we're gonna go a little bit long uh, this evening and I couldn't make it another forty five minutes without I was, dude you don't you're allowed to go to the fucking bathroom like it's our show no we've got we can, we, ha- we like had a, something rolling there that I feel like we've lost if I want to stop to go on a on a date and come back I can <laughs> like this is our show like That's we the, we run this shit we there's no producers we get to do what we want so if you gotta go to the bathroom like by all means just no go do it yet yet so we're we out here yeah okay so I want to ask you some questions because over the last. Are you going to ask me about what, how I invented the rally tarp and how beautiful that is, and how <laughs> they already invented a Twitter account? And I'm like, hey, look. I, I do want to talk about that. So, so explain to me your because you said earlier that you were more active on Twitter today. And, and oh yeah, I was live tweeting. It was fun. Like I was sitting there, I was lying in bed. I, was, I ended up pouring up a little bit of wine. I was like, all right, <laughs> we're we're, we're doing we're doing this today because like I. You know, I did the whole pool thing and barbecue and out in the sun drinking during the weekend. So I was like, I, I was good just hanging out today. Yeah, and no, I, I went the, to, I went this to game Dallas. made me want to get involved. But like, you know, like you, you know that I like I tweet a lot from my main account, but I don't hop on Lima Time Time and and like go in on an Astros game. But like, I, I had a very active day on Twitter today. How? Tell me your what was your and what was your experience. Um, I actually, I had a lot of good responses. It makes me feel like I should be doing this more mm-hmm. that I, I feel like I'm letting the account and our brand die by not being more active. That's such a time commitment. Yeah. But like, so I, yeah, I just, I just tweeted, thank you rally tarp. <laughs> and you know, I, it popped off 54 likes pretty quick. And then about an hour later, there was a rally tarp account and I was like, uh, ease up there, bud. I'm going through, a, and I'm not like trying. rally tarps. Mine, like I just created that. Like, let me, like I no, but I was just, I had fun. Like I was just talking shit to people, like fire AJ Hooch. <laughs> that was funny. Be hire AG Hinch. <laughs> fire Ray J Hinch. Like I was just like, I, I, I trolled, and then I did my fires ghost tweets. Hilarious. Um. Anything else good? That, that was about it. Rally tarp was. I was very proud of that. I like the rally tarp. See, I'm going through a weird, a weird phase, and, and this isn't. I'm not trying to brag. Like it's, a, it's more of a like I don't get it. But like I, and, and a, you're a comedian, and you, you have a very funny tweet, and it was your pin tweet for a long time. But it was a, a dude holding a bird, and it's like when you and your pet bird are very high at the zoo or something. I, I still, and it was so stupid and easy. It still, still makes me laugh. But like I'm going through a phase where, and I'm going to sound like a, such a douche, and I'm not trying to be, but like where I'm getting like like a tw- a random tweet will get like a hundred likes, and and I'm so not used. To, like I feel like the the fewer if I if I tweet something that I think is funny and it gets like three likes, then that makes me laugh even harder. Like I appreciate that. 
I appreciate I'm, that. I'm the same way. That's no, that's the best. I that happens to me all the time. So I tweet yeah, self indulgent stuff nonstop, and I'll get no reaction. I'm like, I don't care. I, I loved it. <laughs> that was because like, I'm not. Some people tweet for the reaction, but if you tweet for yourself, then it doesn't matter. And if something takes off, then that's cool. Yeah, but like no, no, it was fun. It was just like I, I was just tweeting stupid stuff. Like, where were you when the Houston Astros put everyone on notice? Hashtag Memorial Day Miracle. Yes, just dumb, yes. dumb shit. And it was just yeah, it was fun. It was fun. All right, so to Astros, that Astros Twitter is very supportive when when you're active on it. So I, I take back for uh, I mean they're still pieces of shit, but. <laughs> So so here's my here's my next question for you because there there was a very big deal made uh, over I guess it, it started yesterday afternoon that the Astros on the ten game homestand basically averaged twenty eight thousand fans a game. Okay, as someone who sort of pays attention to attendance because I get riled up about it, um, I was like, oh, that's hey, that's pretty good, you know, twenty eight thousand fans, you know, that you go school isn't out yet. Yeah, well, uh, James. For, for well, for a lot, well, yeah, that's true. For 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 all but like two games that homestand, school was still in. But no school. But I mean, like my girls are in school for another this next week. This is their last week until finals till Friday, and that's a lot of the school districts around. So I mean, it's not. Yeah, I'm in till I'm in. I mean, I'm done on Friday. So. And so that's and that's when the attendance attendance you know pops up for the weekend series. Um, I was at a Wednesday night dollar hot dog where we got 28, a Wednesday night with Detroit in town, 28,000 is, is beautiful. This is, these are nightly games. That's a lot of people to be showing up downtown on work nights when their kids are, have school. Mm-hmm. Like you have to put, and in this city as well, it is not easy to get to a seven ten start downtown. So what, I mean, what's the number like, cause I, and I saw people that were, that were not terribly thrilled about attendance. They don't understand how baseball attendance works. That, that, that's all that is. You're not get you're not dropping 35 to 40,000 every night. You're just not. Yeah. I mean, you saw some of the crowds at Yankee stadium. Well, that's cause they charge you a thousand dollars to go to a game. Doesn't I mean, but when it counts, that place is full. Um, just like when it counts, this place is full. Um, there were some good numbers for when Cleveland was here. That it, I, 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 I just have no problem with the attendance at all. It's there's too many games. It's a lot. I don't mean I don't mean there's too many games in a sense that like there's too many they need to reduce it. I just mean there's it's a lot of yeah. I, like there's, you're there's, asking a lot if if you want forty thousand people to show up six out of seven nights a week. To yeah, to eighty eighty one games where you're. I mean, that's a that's and, and, a and lot to of money. pay good money. So I mean, like I, I, tickets are affordable, but like if you want to, you want to eat, if you want to have a drink, like you're gonna drop a few hundred dollars. Yeah. So no, I know it's for, not the easiest thing in the world to take your family family to a baseball game. So no, you know, uh, I people, know for people a, need to ease up and realize that we're doing just well, we're doing just fine, and that. The crowds have been – the games I've gone to, the crowds have been fine. I've been perfectly okay with it, and I'm usually pretty critical of that as well. I still haven't I, – I don't get out of school so until Friday. So I haven't, I haven't been to an Astros game yet. 
Well, you'll pop down. We'll go. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, it'll be it'll be this month for sure. Um, so, you know, I don't, I mean, it, and I think a lot of people that look, uh, I don't, I, I'm not, and I'm not subtweeting or, or making some sort of like side-eyed comment here, but I hope so. you, a lot, I think there's a lot of people, like if you're, it, it's, it's not the easiest ballpark to get to at six o'clock. And, and I think I've, I think I've said this before, like my, Kami and I went to, uh, a game in Ju- in July, I think it was last year. Went to a game in July, left Sugarland at like four forty five, and and we stopped at an academy uh, to get some some sort of a because I I wanted to get a new hat because I try to get a new hat every year. Um, I do too. I buy one every year. That's nice. I'm glad to see someone else does that. Yeah. Even if it's the same hat, I, I buy it every. I buy a new one every year for each season. And I've I've got a, a good one. Well, my favorite one is that I got it opening day, not opening day, but I got it in like 2013, 2014. And you know, we bought a house a couple of years back, and and I got I managed to dump my hat in like a bucket of primer and. Like it's it's beat up and it it sort of because I had someone be like, hey, that's a brand new Astros hat. What are you a bandwagon fan? And I beat him to death with my fists. Oh uh, yeah, you fucking! I would have killed that person. So I've got one that's like all beat up and it's got paint on it and it's obviously a few years old. That I that's my go to hat. But, but see, I like wearing a. Cl- I, I I understand the beat up hat and I understand its meaning. I re- I like the clean. I like having a nice clean hat on my head. No, I understand that. No, because I, I, I mean, it looks good. Like I have literally a box of the same at well, not a box because they haven't had the same logo for a while. But I mean, I have four or five just navy blue Astros hats, and I've yeah. got, of course, the orange, and I have the alternate colors and all that. And I buy a new one anyway. And I wanted to get the new one with the weird new era logo on the side just because it's different. Yeah, a lot of people don't like it. I like it. No, but I mean, like, but I know, like, with my favorite orange hat, like, how many? And I, I like to run because I'm trying not to live so large. I'd like to be around, you know. Hey, chill out a little bit with that. Yeah, but but I mean, I like I. That's my running hat. But I, and every time I put it that's on, my, that's my running hat. Every time they I shrink, they shrink. Be careful because I, I sweat too much in my my Astros postseason hat from 2015 with the patch and it shrunk and now it's not comfortable on my head. Uh, that's and bad. I love that hat cause I love those, I love those postseason patches. Yeah, no, but I know like I put that, that hat on and I'm like, Oh sweet. It's my favorite hat. It fits like an old glove. And I'm like an old glove that I've sweated in a l- and I can't remember the last time I washed it. And I, so I just, I don't know. So, All right, okay. Okay. So James, I pulled up the, I pulled up the attendance for 2017 we are right in the middle of the road at at twenty eight thousand one hundred and forty three. Um, if you are you on Baseball Reference, I I just I just googled. I'm on ESPN. Okay, if you can, the, the it, Dodgers are number one at forty four thousand and six thirty seven. See, that's I want to. You've lived in LA. I want to. Dodgers ask, fans are wild though. Dodgers fans are 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 they're around the stadium. They're loyal. Um, St. Louis is two. San San Francisco is three. The Cubs are four. Toronto is five. Um, this all makes sense. Texas is number ten somehow, but they're only a few thousand over us. Okay, but they have, but they're also a bunch of pieces of shit. So there's also that too. <laughs> and then, they, yeah, none of them have. Um, Dodger Stadium isn't the greatest to get to, but I contend. And this, and this, I've had this complaint when people were talking shit about the Rockets during the playoffs. To get to a seven o'clock start 
in the middle of this city, Mm -hmm. if you have a family or if you work anywhere that's not in the epicenter, it's so spread out. You can't go home and change getting off work at five and make it. That's ex- so. That's so what like I was- if, if you're so if you're if you're at work and your your kind boss comes back and says, "Hey man, I can't use these dugout seats tonight. Um, do you want to go? Yeah, cool. Um, you got to run home and pick up your wife or your friend or what? What? Whatever. You aren't getting there until. With traffic, you aren't getting there until the the third or fourth inning. No, that's and, where that's where I was you going. Park because it's downtown. You got to there's no lots. You just have to find a lot. Um, it's just a very difficult city to circumnavigate to get to, and a lot of people talk shit about our fans, and it has nothing to do with our fans not being crazy. Because I know very many fanatic fans. Um, yeah, it's just hard to get to. So if you look at the crowds as the game progresses, it, it, it fills in. It always fills in. No, yeah, no. And, and that's where I was going before I got sidetracked with my paint hat or whatever. But, like, we left Sugarland, Sugarland, at, like, 445, thinking, like, well, yeah, we'll stop at Whataburger or no. we'll get a bite. And, and, and then we'll get there in time for BP. Like, we got there at, at like, 10 till 7. It took two hours. Yeah, you, you'll sit from Shepherd all the way into the city to the exit for for forty five minutes to an hour. I think at one point, I, I, I think what happened last year was I got so pissed off, and I I just took six ten over to Fannin and got the light rail. I was like, if I'm just gonna sit here, then I'm gonna screw around on my phone, or I'm not I'm not just gonna sit in traffic. I'm gonna let somebody else pay for gas or whatnot. I do that. I do that for Texans games. Um, I park over there, and then it just pops right into NRG. See, and that's so, the thing. Like, um, I, I feel um, like, and, and it works, and it's easy. You pop in, you get out, and then you get to your car, and you're on ninety back. Because I mean, I live in the Sugarland area, so yeah, that was pretty cool. At Christmas, we Pat and I got together, and of all the places that that each of us could have been staying or or visiting slash living in Houston, we ended up like three minutes away from each other. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. So anyway, you can you can ride the light rail with us next time we go. Um, so so no, I and I feel like the people that are mad about attendance are Texans fans. But it, and we've talked about it. It's a Sunday morning. It happens eight times a year. It's not eighty-one times a year at seven o'clock on a yeah, weekend. Yeah, it's, it's it's eight games, and yeah, I, I love the Texans. I love the NFL. I love going to Texans games. It's a daily. It's a all-day event on a Sunday. It's it's a lot of fun. But I've been to one they, Texans game. Yeah, they can just multiply that times 10. Yeah. During the week. Yeah. Like they you got shit to do. So you got to be up at 7 a.m. You got a big project you got to present, but somebody gives you tickets to go see a early game versus Cincinnati. <laughs> are you are you popping in Minute Maid on a Tuesday? Yeah. You might not. You might not. I've been to one Texans game. And that game. has nothing to do with your fandom. It just is what it is. And um, and then there's people like like Grace who goes to literally every game every who is a hero. Game. Yeah, and we all should recognize that she is a hero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That some people have the uh, the tenacity to literally go to every game. I don't have it in me, and I love this team. Yeah, I no. do this show with you. Yeah. I I live and die with this team. But I cannot go to every game. I just cannot do it. 
No, it's it's it's. And I actually enjoy watching it on television as well, and being able to kind of take it all in, listen to the broadcast. And I like taking in baseball that way. Not not saying that I don't like going to games, but no, I live. I mean, no, I, I understand that. I live three and a half hours away from Minute Maid Park, and and but but for me, it's like going to Minute Maid. It's not it's not a pilgrimage, but it's like a it's an event. Whereas you know, like you know, today I could kind of doze a little bit because my schedule actually allowed for it too, but. You know, it, it, I can I can turn the game on, and my daughter and I can watch a couple innings, and it's time for her to go to bed, and I'll leave it on and come back, and if I need to go to the bathroom, I will, and if good, I'm glad I'm, to know that you'll go to the bathroom if you need to. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, a new development for me, but I mean, if, the the beer that I bought it was it was you know cheap. It wasn't twelve dollars. Um, there's a financial aspect to it too. That the Wednesday night dollar hot dog night. Yeah, but I mean, three and a half hours away. How many Wednesday night games are, am, am I going to go to? Not as many, as many as you can. As many as, many as, as you can. Well, I'm I'm looking at a place in East Downtown near the stadium. So if I if I do move out there, I'm I'm very interested on my own to see how many times I just pop over and just go to a game. Yeah. Hmm. When it when it's like when it's a five dollar uber ride you should or i can can walk i feel like then i'm then i'm held to a higher standard yeah no you're you're setting yourself up for like an experiment you're putting your credibility on the line for that so it's not even credibility it's just like well why not i'm gonna watch the game like why not go i could go buy a ten dollar ticket on a you know random weeknight and you know go pop in and go watch a game so like yeah i have no uh put a bottle of wine and a camelback and just go to town I'd do it. I'd do it in a second. <laughs> no, but the Wednesday games, like, so I went to, like, the past one, and I had, I ended up having four hot dogs over the course of, <laughs> I, two, two early on, two were, like, what I was supposed to have, so two bucks, right? And then I found a station that had uh, 24-ounce, like, Modelo and And that was different $12. Beers. So two beers. So two hot dogs and two beers, they, the, those were – they were 10 bucks. So it was 12 bucks for two hot dogs and two beers. That's and then I just bad. did that again. That's not a lot of money to spend on four beers and four hot dogs. That's true. That's at true. a baseball game. I, I just know for a fact that for – I mean for – my wife doesn't drink beer. She drinks she'll, – she'll drink wine from time to time. And, and she's going to eat your pocketbook alive. Uh, but it was like, I mean, there was a, a to get a bottle of wine, and it was like two buck chuck. I mean, that's basically what it was. But it was like sixty, four, four, yeah, sixty, forty six, to sixty bucks 60 for like bucks gas for station wine. God bless, like that's stupid. That's how it works. It's not, and how people it, buy it. Well, of course they do because what it's the airport mentality. Like, yo, you don't want to pay four dollars for a bottle of water? Leave the airport and go to the gas station. It's no like, oh, do. your phones are blocked. But if you pay for the Wi-Fi, it's like, well, I'm fucking paying for the Wi-Fi. God yeah. damn it. You got me. So it's a racket. But you know what's not a racket? Winning baseball. It's true. So let me ask you, let me let me tell you this. Nori Aoki has not had the best go of it. Uh, as of late. Recently. Recently. So here's my, and I texted you this earlier in the week. Um, I've got a conspiracy theory. Because I fully believe 
You, Springer's not going anywhere. Obviously, Reddick's not going anywhere for another three and a half years. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, and I turned my Wi-Fi off so that I could so that this could stay connected at a decent quality. But Springer's not going to be a free agent for another two years. Is that right? Sounds about right. All right. So whatever. So there's two outfield spots that are straight up locked down. Derek Fisher. Well, okay. This is my conspiracy theory. I believe, because Derek Fisher is straight up tearing the cover off the ball in Fresno. Killing the ball. And, And so my conspiracy theory is that Derek Fisher has not come up because there's no long-term tie to Nori Aoki. None. Oh, no. He, he is a Band-Aid. And, he's a Band-Aid. And we, we all know that. And I, and I love the guy. But he's, perf- he's perfect for – he is the perfect guy for what he is. I no, feel – No, he used to sit there until our young guy comes up. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Astros would much rather let Derek Fisher have a 1,000 OPS at, at AAA – let him do that for another few weeks and then deal him instead of Kyle Tucker for a, a, a starting pitcher on a team that wants MLB-ready talent. Uh, I could absolutely see that. I, like, you don't want to bring Derek Fisher up and let him go, like... Let no, him, no, no, let him do no, a no, you can't. Go, like, no, you, need to let, you need to let him be as intriguing as possible. Um, because I think Kyle Tucker is the truth. I think Derek Fisher is really good, uh, but I think the Astros. You don't would, think he's the truth, though. I think the Astros would much rather deal Tucker, given their needs in the outfield. You can throw Marisnik in there. You can you can throw Beltran on left if you if you want to. If if the Astros could acquire a Sunny, they can throw Marwin on left if they have to. Like we don't. Yeah, if you could, but if you could throw, if you could put a different band aid and let Kyle Tucker, you know, develop over the next couple of years, you'd rather deal Fisher than Tucker to get someone like Sonny Gray or Chris Archer because. But what if, what if, but, but wait, but wait, what if you didn't have to deal either of them and you let Fisher replace Aoki and then you let Tucker come in and place replace reddick when he's done no there if you want someone like garrett cole or chris archer or jose quintana or name a top flight starting pitcher you are you are going it's going to cost you it's going to cost you kyle tucker but if if you're a team kyle, I, I feel like kyle, kyle tucker is off limits don't you no well no they they've made him made it kind of clear that he was that's with true the, uh with the quintana and the uh even some of the sale negotiations that kind of slipped out. And well, I don't know was, how accurate those are. It was um, it was Martes and Tucker and like three other pretty good. Yeah, teams. I know, but like they it, it they made it seem like nah, Kyle Tucker's our dude. And then what he's doing, and uh, granted, it's the Carolina League, and I don't want to get you know you you never want to overhype a guy, but he does seem to look like the truth. He, he but also, but Derek Fisher is out here. He's doing it too, like Derek Fisher's no punk. He's no joke. No, he's not. Like we have, we have Colin Moran's for that. We have Frankie Tuesdays for that. Like I, I, I don't know. I think Martez, Martez is younger than his competition. He's in AAA for the first time. I, I, I feel like I I'm feel- not bought in. I, I, I believe in the future of 
of Frankie Tuesday, but like I'm not I'm not sold on him, so I'm okay with so okay with them so, having to use him for a uh, for a run at a World Series. I, I just it is what it is. But here's my here's my question because as of right now and for the immediate future, you've got Keichel McCullers, which I think everyone could live with, and then who could live with? Yeah, you, I think they could. Yeah, you could. But all right, that's two that's two games. And and then what? So would I mean? Would you give up Frankie Tuesday for uh, Frankie Tuesday and Kyle Tucker for Sonny Gray, who's a division rival, or for Chris Archer, also in the league, or Jose Quintana, also in the league, or would you? You're not rigging it at this point, but. You know what, Kyle? I mean, the Carolina League is a is a much tougher place to hit than the California League because oh, it it is. But let's but let's remember, it's still a ball. It's still, but it's still a ball. But I I think so. Let's that, not get ahead of ourselves. So like, no, his Tucker, numbers are are inflated. They're big, and yes, he's doing better than the average hitter does. Far better. In, far in, better. Far better than what they do in the Carolina League. But it's a ball. You could make a pretty decent case that Kyle Tucker should already be at Corpus. Well, he probably should. He probably should be, and he's he's double A talent. And he, I'm at surprised that they didn't just give him a short stint in a ball and then shoot him straight up to Corpus. I'm, he's twenty I'm, years old. Yeah, no, no. Kyle, Kyle Tucker is the absolute. He, I, I believe that he is a hundred percent a in the future plans to be in the outfield for the Houston Astros. So I, I consider him off limits at the same time. Um, if an act and, and like a legit ACE came available, Name, I'm not talking Archer. I'm not talking Sonny Gray. Like I, I would deal him for a number one. If, if that came on the table, but, yeah. Okay, I'm so, not. I'm not. I'm not dealing him for a uh, middle of the rotation number three guy. But when you have when you have these older guys on your team, and you know you're going to have to replace with talent, and uh, Kyle Tucker is is a future outfielder for the Houston Astros, and I I just don't want to include him for a uh, Sunny Gray type pitcher, even a Chris Archer, even a uh, even a Quintana. These guys. Are it's the it's the kind of pitcher that we need, but not at the expense of our our future. Okay, so the, all right, so I'm 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 gonna play devil's advocate here because I'm I go back and forth. I mean, the, do you remember it was what five years ago when the Nationals shut Strasburg down in the year following his? You know, he's coming back from Tommy John. Yeah. They shut him down, and then they didn't do anything in the playoffs because they shut him down thinking of the future. Well, that future hasn't come for the Nationals. But it, it looks like it has. Th- this, year may be the, this year may be the difference. They were good last year as well. So knowing that Strasburg could have made a definite difference in that postseason – I don't know. I go. I go back and that, forth. Between. That's that's all team philosophy stuff, though, James. Like that's stuff that like we can't get in ahead of what the Nationals' upper management's do, thinking. No, but I still um, and I, and I and I don't. 
I can't fault them for that. It just depends on... No, they had the the best interest of Strasburg's long-term health in mind. Which was the smart decision. I get it, but how much gratification can you ask a fan base to delay? Well, you don't have to ask the fan base shit because it's your team, it's your business, Mm. and you do whatever you want. The fan base means shit. Unfortunately, I, I know I know that sucks to hear, and we mean we are we mean nothing. <laughs> what do you mean? But, but okay, so so here's here's my question. So it's like good. I don't give a shit what people think. If I, if if I think it's better for the team, if I'm running it, and I think this will benefit long term, or if it's in the plans, I don't I don't care what what all of us say on Twitter. No, at but all. I, no, but I don't I, give a shit. No, I understand that, but but let's say it's game, f- what would it be, game six of an ALCS where the Astros are playing whoever, and okay. Keuchel is not available, McCullers is not available, um, let's just say that Morton is not, for whatever reason, Charlie Morton's not available, and you got to throw Brad Peacock in game six. Peacock, Davinsky. Okay. But but you are you are the you are one. Uh, I don't want to say this to and make Brad Peacock feel bad because I know he listens. I don't know that, but, but but I mean you're you could you could have traded you could have made a deal in June or July to where you bring in someone like Sonny Gray so that you don't have to rely on on Mike Fires, you don't have to rely on Brad Peacock. Musgrove, I still think, has has strong potential for the rotation. Um, but for for all the noise that this Astros team has made, and it feels different than 2005 where you kind of knew that the window was closing and this is this is your best shot. It doesn't necessarily feel like that right well, that's now. Where I'm co- well, that's kind of where I'm coming from. But the Nationals not, are in the I'm same place. I'm not looking to jump and just just throw away future players for us. We're the best team in baseball right now with this team, with oh. this team. We're 20 games over 500. I don't know that it, I, I mean, the right all- now, and I'm not saying we don't need another pitcher. We absolutely do. But do we <laughs> at the same time? But if you could, if you could give up Derek Fisher and continue with Nori Aoki's bandaid, and then you know maybe but take for off. how long? How long do it, does Aoki last? He doesn't. He doesn't play every day. He kind. It's and the way Hinch manages, <laughs> based on matchups and based on you know who's pitching. Bless you. Thank you. Um, I mean, Aoki is is great, and I and I like having him on the team. It's nice to have a veteran guy like that. But uh, I mean, it's I mean, it's somewhat inconsequential. I mean, it's it's a. Would you rather if if you could? It's, would you knowing that the Astros? I'm going to sneeze again. Do it. <coughs> I do not bless that one. Okay. Um. I don't know what I don't know what the question is. Like, if, if this is the Astros, I feel 100 percent. 2004, 1998, and 2004 aside. And I was six years old when 1986 came around, so I can't speak objectively about that. Um, but I mean the, the two bet prior to this season, 98 and Oh four were the Astros best chances to win the world series. Yeah. Okay. So 
you know, they went for it with Randy Johnson in 98. Totally understandable. It was a wonderful move. It put the Astros Well, on. that team was incredible. They just got got in, in that crapshoot that we call the playoff. Yeah, so, and, and then, of course, we know now, you know, and if you were, I mean, put yourself in, in 1998's position. You know, Bagwell's not, you know, hampered by a bad shoulder. Biggio has maybe his best year of his career. You've got Mike Hampton. You've got you've got some. That was a that was an extremely solid team. Yeah. Uh, Two thousand four. You've got Beltron. You've got Kent. You know that that's the the window was sort of it wasn't closing, but yeah, you, it was closing. It was it was getting there. This year, it doesn't necessarily feel like that. But well, no, it's the it's not because it's opening. It's opening. Uh, this whole the, team is young. Is ish, and then you've got to make you ish. Know, what do you mean ish? Who's got, not young? You've got to make extension decisions like soon. So do you? Um, what I'm saying is, if you have to trade, I, I don't want to wait. I mean, if it happens, I'll, of course I'll be ecstatic. But if, I mean, are you saying Fisher? Or, I mean, are you saying Fisher or Tucker? Then yeah, Fisher. Bye. Make the you pull the trigger if you if you know you're going to have to lose. Martes and an and an outfielder. I'm, I'll, I'll Martez and Fisher. I'll uh, I want Martez I want Tucker. I, I, that, if that's if that's what you're saying, then yes, then yes. If if that's what it comes down to, then Frankie Tuesday and Derek Fisher for whatever pitcher comes in to to bolster the uh, the rotation. Clayton Kershaw done. Yeah. <laughs> no, they can have they can have Fisher Tuesday, Tucker. They can have the whole fucking thing if they want for Kershaw. I just I I feel like the and my thing started off with a conspiracy theory. Like I think that Derek Fisher could absolutely help this lineup, but what they don't need is is lineup help right now, and they need pitching. No, help. we're a hundred percent deep in the lineup, and uh, when you have guys like Marisnik. And and Marwin contributing like they are, we don't need lineup help, and what we do need is starting pitching help. Um, I still have complete confidence in the bullpen. Yeah. So Giles has been yeah. great lately. Yeah, and Gregerson will get it together. I mean, he'll he's a little he's a little suspect, but that's cool. He's kind of a bitch. Like, we we know what he's we know what he's capable of, and Will Harris is fantastic. So we have guys that we're capable of getting from starting pitcher to Devo to Will Harris to Giles, and we don't have to worry about Gregerson or anybody else or Sip. I'm really that'd be nervous. ideal. Like that's uh, give give me seven innings, give me Devo, give me Will, and then give me Giles, and then game wrap. I'm really nervous that forty percent of the rotation is Fires and Peacock. Well, uh, let's give Peacock a chance, and like, what rotation in baseball doesn't have of Mike Fires? No, I, look, I, I, look, go look, go look at the ERAs of of the bottom rotation guys on Major League Baseball teams. Like, it, it, he hasn't. He's been terrible this year, but like, we're gonna have guys like that. Every team has a guy that has a. Fucking five point two two ERA or whatever the shit, <laughs> and 
and just gets rocked every now and again. Like that—that's—that's that's normalcy. You can't have five solid pitchers. You just can't have it. It's not the way it works. Right now, as of right now, with Morton on the DL, and Morton was sort of suspect. Like I think everyone was kind of thinking that. Morton, but it was coming together though. Morton Morton is Russian roulette. Given the injury history, given uh, he's throwing way harder than he's ever thrown before. Like it was sort of a matter of time and you were kind of rolling the dice. For sure. Um but but I mean you 60% of your rotation is right now is Peacock, Fires and Musgrove. And Musgrove's coming off the his best start of his major league career. And, and I know the the lineup is good, but uh, that the the ro- the rotation is more suspect than it was at the beginning of the year. It, it is suspect, but again, like you have, you do have to put some weight on what this lineup does. Yeah, and today is a prime example of that. Mm-hmm. I don't care who was pitching out there. I don't care if it was Brandon Backey, today's Brandon Backey, <laughs> riding in from Pirates Beach on his golf cart, <laughs> a little bit overweight. DUI possibly looming. <laughs> Point Brandon Backey wins this game. Like it's so you have to understand that this lineup is capable of winning a game for anybody who pitches, no matter how bad they pitch. And I know that doesn't make you feel better. And I know we don't want people giving up fucking five to eight runs or whatever the hell it is. But this team can win under any circumstance. And and that factor has to be at least considered when making big personnel decisions. And this yeah. team is capable of winning any game and that maybe we don't need to leverage the future over a middle of the rotation guy because we can put up an 11 spot at any given point. I keep coming back to the whole the future's not guaranteed, but the it's Astros, not. the Astros are definitely 20 games over 500 right now. But that's that's fact. That's what they are right now. So we talk about all these things, but the only fact is that we're twenty games over five hundred, and that what <laughs> we're twenty games over five hundred. It's crazy. Not even a third of the season. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, all all these things are cool to talk about, but let's talk about what is actually real, and that is. That we've won a lot of games, and that we've won them in a lot of different ways, from two nothing wins to dropping sixteen on <laughs> in the eighth and ninth inning on Minnesota. <laughs> so, pick your poison, enemies of the state. How do you want to lose? Like, do you want you want to get shut down by Keuchel and McCullers and and lose three nothing, or do you want to you know play Peacock and Lose sixteen to eight. Like, <laughs> so what do you want to do? So what's because like, we'll get you anyway. What's the and move? that's what makes this team so good and so dangerous. What is the move the Astros make? What's the next move they make? Well, I mean, they're going to go after a pitcher. Um, I think that that's always been in the cards. Um, I, I still lean towards Garrett Cole, um, but. Shit, I mean, even with they were t- depending on what Minnesota does, Urban Santana could be available. 
um, Archer, all the same guys that we've been talking about. I'm personally on the Garrett Cole train, but I think that, uh, yeah, they definitely go after another pit- starting pitcher. They have to. They have to. Especially with, with, with Morton's injury. Like it's, it's almost a necessity now, even though it may not be ne- like necessary given the lineup. From a team standpoint, like it's also necessary. But I think, you know, I mean, there's also, and I'm going to f- switch to the other side, in five weeks, six weeks, which is a lot of games, but you're looking at getting McHugh back? Yeah, and, and that's t- that too. That's crucial. So that push, if McHugh comes back strong, that pushes everything and changes the whole dynamic of, of what we do. And the Astros called up David Paulino today and that could yeah. be that i mean i don't know we're, we're in a position to toy with stuff we can play with pitchers from the triple a we can call some guys up give them some spot starts um we're in a position to kind of do what we want yeah kind of control a, our destiny and that's kind of nice a 10 game lead gives you a little bit more flexibility in how you respond to something like charlie morton going down yeah you don't have to flip out you can just be like, yeah, let's try this. Oh, that didn't work? Okay, let's do this. Yeah. So um, it's 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 pretty cool being on top and really? winning miraculous games and uh, having Memorial Day miracles. That is one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today. Every day. You get a free child's play, free your sticker stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole. Fresh 